0: The status quo is not an option. New Zealand rugby's been handed a scathing review of the state of the game and its governance. It says NZR's structure is not fit for purpose and has an inability to make decisions to advance the game. The domestic rugby setup is described as financially unsustainable with 26 provinces, which means 26 CEOs and 26 boards. Adding to the woes, the review says participation rates are static if not declining. Spectator numbers are down for domestic rugby and fan engagement is under challenge. David Pilkington chaired the four-person review panel and he joins us now. Kia ora, David.
1: Kia ora, Lisa.
0: Sounds a bit dysfunctional, is it?
1: Well, it, it, it's, a, it's a system that is trying to preside over a business that has changed dramatically with the introduction of professional rugby, with the introduction of Silver Lake as an equity partner, and um, the challenges facing the game today uh, need a different approach.
0: Okay, well, let's look at some of the things you highlighted. Domestic competition, financially unsustainable. So what do they need to do? Act some provinces, amalgamate, what's the answer?
1: Well, we don't propose how the competition needs to change other than the fact that, as we point out, you know, New Zealand can't sustain on a population of five million people 19 slash 20 professional rugby teams if we count Pacifica.
0: Well what would happen if they continued on in that way then?
1: Well they'll continue to place increasing dependence on the revenue earned from our teams in Blacks so it's fair to say that um, they've been able to grow the revenue, the advertising revenue from our All Black team and that in large part is goes to prop up all of the other activities throughout the game, none of which, in their own right, are financially sustainable. So, um, steps have got to be taken to look at that. How could we? How could we change the uh, the format of the domestic game? How could we deal with the this pressure that's that, that's coming, this economic pressure, and um, and how? Um, I think to do that, we need a board with the best capability we can muster.
0: Okay I want to get to capabilities in a second but if change is required to be financially sustainable why is New Zealand rugby not making those decisions now? Are they afraid or incompetent?
1: Well I think what they're doing now is very much bound by their constitution because the constitution of New Zealand rugby in its current form is very complicated down to the point of describing the way in which directors are appointed onto the board. That process in of itself is complicated. I think it deters a lot of good people from putting themselves forward to, to go onto that board. But New Zealand rugby are stuck with that until they get a change in the constitution along the lines we're advocating.
0: Okay, so what are your concerns about the makeup of the board as it currently stands?
1: The, there's two elements to that. One is, uh, I mean, a good commercial board basically has a skills matrix which sets out, you know, what is the combination of skills, knowledge and experience we need around the board to give us the best possible um, standard of governance and capability to deal with the challenges. So, so it's about uh, that process of bringing together you know the best possible people. At the moment, as I say, the convoluted process of appointment prevents a lot of those um, skills being attracted. To join the board.
0: So I'm just wondering, is it a popularity contest rather than a professional contest? You also single out the fact that women, um, and I'm reading from the report here, women do not have the time or enthusiasm to put themselves through the politicking associated with board elections. Uh, there was a consistent view that women have zero chance of getting onto the NZR board through the current elected or nominated routes. So in most cases, they don't bother. You also point out the lack of Māori and Pacifica in decision making. Um, positions. So what's the problem? Racism and sexism?
1: Well, no, I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't put it that bluntly. I think what happens is that you've got a system where most of the nominations and most of the vetting of who goes onto the board comes via a process dominated by our provincial unions. And it's only natural that uh, those people want uh, people that look like them and sound like them. And um, I think the the process we're proposing is to say, no, let's step away from that. Let's look at the skills required and let's get a professional appointments panel that ensures that the people go on, have the, uh, have the skills and capability of dealing with these range of challenges they face.
0: So, David, if you only want people who look and sound like you, isn't that bias or one of the isms?
1: Well, I, whether it's, whether it's a, de- a deliberate bias or a, 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 um, a, a consequence of the way the process works, um, either way, they're not getting the best people to put themselves forward.
0: Um, you highlight the fact that participation rates are um, easing off and, you know, uh, viewership on the sidelines and all the rest of it. So have people actually, well, do we like rugby anymore? Have people fallen out of love with the game? Is the heyday over?
1: Um, I think certainly for a lot of people, they find there's far too much rugby on TV. They, um, I mean, when when Wellington plays a Ranfurly Shield challenge in front of about three thousand people at Hutt um you know, it's telling you something about the spectator interest in the game. I mean, that would have been unheard of ten years ago. Frankly, I think people are busy. There's a lot more options in terms of what people do in their leisure time and what they they watch and um, I think it is fair to say that for a lot of people they have been turned off um, watching rugby in the same way they used to it is fair to say however that viewer numbers um, through television uh, haven't declined anywhere near as much as the spectator attendance at stadia so you know people are, are happier To watch rugby, if they're going to watch rugby from their own home, they can go to a cold, dark stadium on a Friday or Saturday night.
0: Interesting to talk to you, David. Thank you so much for joining us. That is David Pilkington, who chaired uh, that four-person panel who wrote that report on the state of New Zealand rugby and its government.